Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. We will get into the Tom Brady conversation in just moments. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Amber Wilson and Harry Douglas filling in for the guys today alongside Keyshawn Johnson. You can always join the conversation. Give us a call, 888-SAY-ESPN. Now, before we went to break, if you were listening earlier in the show, Keyshawn was about to ask me something, and then you hesitated because they screamed 30 seconds in our ears. What did you have for me, Keyshawn? Well, I wanted to ask you, though, in, in all honesty, how did you feel about Jameis Winston when he was in Tampa Bay when they let him go after the 30 interception year? Yeah, I felt like he had thrown 30 interceptions. I felt like his time in Tampa had run its course. And then I felt like the guy who came in after Jameis Winston went ahead and won a Super Bowl immediately. Yeah, but but see, a lot of people felt like Jameis Winston couldn't play in the National Football League at the level in which he was drafted. He needed somebody to fix it and and I bring this up because we were talking about Jacoby Brissett and a lot of people feel like Jacoby Brissett is a backup if, if you remember Jameis Winston when he left everybody's oh he's gonna be a backup he took a one-year deal a million bucks in New Orleans that's pretty much what he is Drew Brees he goes to Sean Payton look like a different quarterback now and all I'm saying is when you have competent people working with you and calling plays for you to put you in the right position to succeed and you have a talented roster around you, you can go 5-2 and two like Jameis did prior to his ACL. And I think Jacoby Brissett is in that same position. And you mentioned Tom Brady and winning a Super Bowl. It's Tom Brady. Anybody, only Tom Brady can walk in there and do that. That's all I'm saying. Listen, That's I, all I wanted to ask. I, I, would, I would even say this because I get tired of people just talking about the 30 interceptions. Let's mention the 5,000 yards and the 30 touchdowns to go along with it. Like, you can't just ignore – you can't say one one part of it but not mention the other two. Well, look, look and Harry, and, I, and I've said this many times over and over and over again because you and I both played the position, yep. and Amber's covered us, and she knows football, and she knows she gets it. You discount the 30 interceptions anyway. You cut that right down the middle in half because bad routes are ran, balls or tips off people's hands, even to the point where Chris Godwin said that when they first released – his quarterback, he said, well, it wasn't all his fault. We drop balls. We run the wrong way. They bounce off our hands and interceptions. And that is the truth in every single case for a quarterback. That's hard to do, though, when you're talking about that receiving core in Tampa. And then you're talking about the guy who came in right after him winning a Super Bowl. I mean, even if you split it in half with interceptions, even if you are right there, Key, you're still talking about 15 interceptions that season, right? Like, it's still a remarkable amount of interceptions. But to Harry's point, I will say this, though, real quick, because back to the Jacoby Brissett point, to Harry's point, I had seen Jameis at least, though, throw 30 touchdowns and for almost 5,000 yards. I've never seen Jacoby Brissett do any of that because he wasn't put in that position it's all circumstances and your surroundings and the position that you put in to to do those sort of things what Byron Leftwich and and Bruce Arians didn't do with Tom Brady is allow Tom Brady to put the football in the air in situations that they needed him to he just didn't do it late in games where all of a sudden they were far behind and he's just throwing everywhere. What is it? Biscuit, no risk it or risk it, no biscuit. He didn't take that approach with Tom Brady. It was a totally different approach. 
But if they're so sold in New Orleans on Jameis Winston based on the six games that we saw Jameis quote-unquote turn things around under Sean Payton, why is he on another prove-it deal there? Coming off of this injury. I mean, we saw for a small sample size there in New Orleans, is my point. He's coming off an ACL. Yeah, injury that people bounce back from at that position. Yeah, but you're you're not going to pay him top starting quarterback money in the National Football League. And, and and it doesn't make sense if you were to do that because you don't – what if his ACL buckles in week five? You just – you can't do it. It doesn't make business – smart business sense. It just doesn't. Yeah, see, I, I think this year Jameis Winston is a guy that can throw for over 40 uh, – uh, 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns, and I'll say about – 15 interceptions. I think he can be that guy. You look at the receiving core, you look at Alvin Kamara. Now I need to know how many games he's going to be suspended, but then they have Adam Trotman at the tight end position. His supporting cast is way better than what he's had beforehand. I don't understand how you you guys say that when we're talking about Tampa. I mean, what, what supporting cast is better? This wide receiver room in New Orleans is better than the one that he had in Tampa? Then the supporting cast me, that ends up going and winning a Super Bowl the next season in Tampa? Me, me personally, I think the receiving core right now in Tampa was better than the receiving core that he had. Uh, I mean, in New Orleans, is better than that receiving core that he had in Tampa. You keep People forget, he didn't have Gronkowski. Okay? Mm-hmm. He didn't have uh, A.B. when A.B. was sane. He didn't, he didn't have that. He just didn't. He didn't have Leonard Fournette. It was different. I, I, I understand they won a Super Bowl, but let's give context to that. He had Godwin. He had Evans. We're talking about yeah, your nephew. I know what your nephew did, but that was in 2019, right? That was years ago. We haven't seen it in a long time because of injuries. Trust, tr- trust Alvin Kamara, in. which Harry just mentioned, I don't know how many games he's about to miss. I mean, I just I know a lot of people have this Saints team in a Super Bowl, and I just don't frankly understand why. We're also talking about, by the way, a Dennis Allen at head coach now. The last time I saw him at a head coach, it wasn't pretty either, Key. Yeah, that, that, that's true, and neither was Bill Belichick when he was with the Cleveland Browns, but how did that work out? You can't worry about those sort of things. Dylan Allen is running the defense. Pete Carmichael is running the offense. Same guy who's been with Sean Payton his entire tenure with the New Orleans Saints. So he understands the principles. He understands what they want to call it, how they want to call it. When you look at my nephew, 2019 was his obviously his record-breaking season. He got injured. He tried to play the next year. He didn't play at all in 2021. He is extremely fresh. The ankle is healed. You don't go from being what you were in in, in 19 to all of a sudden falling off a cliff. I could see if he was hobbled, he was still hurting and nursing his injury like he was at the start of the 2021 season when he decided to shed it all the way down. You got a young gun in Chris Olave who can lift the coverage. You have Ingram in replace of Kamara if you need to. Jarvis Landry can work the slot when he needs to. He doesn't miss much at all. Jameis Winston was 5-2. and 5-2 to he tore his ACL. And the team went, it kind of fell apart. Once he got hurt, if we can all remember that, that defense is still strong. But, you know, no, no, the Tampa King, Bay Buccaneers. It, it didn't kind of fell off. It fell off. Well, and, you know what I'm saying. And, and, you and know. The New Orleans Saints lost games because of the quarterback position last yes, year. Yes, that is correct. And then, listen, you look at a guy like Jameis. I'm going to go back to 2019 when he was with Tampa. Chris Godwin that year had 86 receptions, over 1,300 yards, and nine touchdowns, and missed two games. Mike Evans had 67 receptions. 
for 11, over 1,100 yards and eight touchdowns, and he missed three games. So Jameis was dealing that pill to them boys. He was no, dealing that football. No question. Oh, no nobody's question questioned, on. though, that Jameis, again, with the touchdowns and the yards that you referenced, what we're questioning, I think, is the accuracy, him taking care of the football and some of that decision-making. We only saw it, like I said, not even through seven entire games last season. But let's talk about that other team real quick, transitioning to the Bucks, guys, because, of course, Tom Brady right now not with that team, but that O-line continues to get decimated. Another injury now on that O-line, Aaron Stinney, he tore his ACL and MCL. He's out for the season. We already know that the center in Ryan Jensen was injured. Are you concerned about a decimated O-line in Tampa Bay, Keyshawn? I'm really not because of Tom Brady. He understands how to get the ball out quick. He knows that his offensive line needs some sort of max protections at times, chips, back out, tied in, slide, and all that sort of stuff. He understands that. He knows. Byron Leffridge, the offensive coordinator, knows. Ty Bowles, the head coach, knows. Our offensive line is a question mark right now. But the offensive line has always been a question mark. It was a question mark last year. It was a question mark the year before. It's always been a question mark. This was never one of the top handful of offensive lines in the National Football League. This was not the Dallas Cowboys of seven years ago. Always been a question mark. But but I will say, though, like it's a big difference now. Like when you have another guy going down and – it's not just raining in Tampa Bay. It's monsooning when you, when you talk about this offensive line. And we've seen teams in the past, right? It's all about being healthy. Can you be healthy? And we look at the Baltimore Ravens last year who were decimated by injuries. And when they were before all those injuries started to occur or during while they started to occur and then Lamar Jackson goes down, uh, it's, it's all about can you be healthy. And looking at this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team right now, you have your two guys in Donovan Smith and Tristan Wirfs. Uh, your two tackles, right? You talk about Robert Hainsey, a guy that's going to be backing up uh, Ryan Jensen. Now, at some point, you're going to get Ryan Jensen back, and hopefully that's when you're you're on your playoff run. But Aaron Stinney going down, and then you're replacing all the guys that, that you lost last year, it is something. Now, with Tom Brady at quarterback, I'm less concerned, more so than I would be if it wasn't a Tom Brady-led uh, offense. But there is some concern, though. A 45-year-old Tom Brady, right? I mean, a 45-year-old under center. And I know that he is a quarterback who can read defenses probably better and faster than anybody else in the NFL key. But he's back there. He's much, much older. We know older quarterbacks, older players generally can be injury-prone. You need some protection for him. There's nothing, in my opinion, from young Tom Brady to Tom Brady now in terms of getting (laughs) out the way. Same guy. Man, in, in fact, he might be better getting out the way now than he was then. You have him being more agile now. You might be right when you look at the progression <laughs> of Tom Brady over the last 25 years. But I think the concern is that you're always just one injury away. And so that was already an O-line that lacked some significant depth. And now your starters and guys competing for starting roles are dropping like flies when you already are missing a couple vets from last year's team on that line. But let's go out to Tampa. Tom Krasnicki, Ronnie, and T. Krast on WDAE 95.3 FM in Tampa Bay joins us now. And Tom, thanks for joining us. We've been talking a lot about the injuries to this O-line now, adding Aaron Stinney to the list how much is everybody panicking about these injuries, or is it just an attitude of, nah, we're fine, it's Tom Brady who we're going to have back under center? 
Well, good morning, guys. Pleasure to be with you. And that's the question I asked Todd Bowles yesterday on the Zoom call. I said, what's your level of concern? And he said, well, we've got some guys here. We've got some depth. But look, for me, guys, it's a big concern because you're down your Pro Bowl center, Ryan Jensen. The guy who I thought was going to win the left guard job, Aaron Stinney, went down over the weekend. And Tristan Wirfs, their all-pro right tackle, has got a strained oblique. So they call, they're calling him day-to-day, but it looks like he's not going to play until the opener in Dallas if he's ready by then. So the offensive line right now is a train wreck. Tom Brady right now is not with the team. We don't know if he's going to be taking off a mask and revealing himself as a squirrel at some point on the mask singer. But is there concern over Brady, what he's doing, what is happening with him, and when he'll be back? What is the reaction to Tom Brady not being around? No. Look, Amber, first off, Tom Brady is in the building today. He is here. He is going to practice for the Bucks today, so he is indeed back. I don't know about the whole mask singer thing. I mean, I don't know where that came from or how that started, but I personally would be shocked if he did anything like that. But he was away from the team. Who knows where he was? A lot of people thought he was on vacation with his family for about 10 or 11 days. We'll find out, I'm sure, at some point. But he is in the building, and he is ready to practice today. So he is back. Tom, I got to ask you, uh, the Buccaneers having this defensive line that they do have, you talk about Akeem Hicks, Vita Vea, William Ghoston, um, Joe Tryon, uh, Levante David at the linebacker position, Devin White, Shaq Barrett. Having those guys defensively to push your offensive line every day in practice, do you think the Bucks can use that as an advantage as you have so many injuries when they're trying to get guys up to speed to be ready for the season to play? Great question, Harry, and I think the answer is yes because the only way these guys are going to get tested is going up against Vita Vea, one of the best nose tackles. Akeem Hicks has looked really good so far. And the problem with him in Chicago was that he was often injured. He has dropped some weight. His conditioning has gotten better. Looks like he's primed for a bounce-back season. Shaq Barrett's a 10-sack guy. Joe Tryon Chiwinka, keep an eye on this guy because I believe he's about to break out. He had four sacks last year. I think he's going for eight to ten sacks this year. He looked really good in the preseason game Saturday night. So this makeshift offensive line going up against this defense in front of the Bucks, which has gotten younger, and more athletic will only prove to be beneficial. When you look at the situation, Tom, with Tom Brady going on a little bit of a hiatus, what type of response, and I know you guys, you know, you're not going to disclose information and put it out there, but I'm asking you quietly, what type of response or reaction from teammates about Tom taking a little time off, so to speak? Well, Key, I got to tell you, I mean, at least publicly, all the teammates have been very supportive. Devin White was talking about it last week. Look, Tom is going to handle his business, whatever that is, and we know he's going to be back. And when he does come back, he's going to be focused and ready to go. Privately, I don't know what's being said, but look, his teammates will have his back, certainly publicly. And as long as he comes back and they play well, if they get off to such a rocky start, then I'm sure a lot of people will be questioning, Well, this is because he took off right in the middle of training camp, which is unprecedented. But at least publicly, all of his teammates have his back. I got to ask you, Chris Godwin, how's his progressing? uh, How's he progressing? How's he coming along 
when is his timetable for him to return back to the football field to actually playing games? What, what does that window look like? He's practicing with the team, Harry. He looks pretty good. And as a receiver, as you know, he's got to get over that psychological hurdle. Anytime you're coming off the torn ACL, am I going to get hit on that knee? What is that going to feel like? He's not ready for contact yet, which leads me to believe, guys, I don't think he's going to be ready for Dallas. He may not be ready for the second game against New Orleans, so it would not surprise me to see Chris Godwin miss at least the first couple of regular season games, in my opinion. Tom Krasnicki, Ronnie and T. Krass on WDAE 95.3 FM in Tampa Bay, joining us here on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Tom, there's a story out there right now that apparently Dana White says that he brokered a deal with the Raiders for Tom Brady and Gronk. We know that there was the story a couple months ago that Tom Brady may have fake retired to actually go to the Miami Dolphins. What is the reaction in Tampa from all these stories that come out about other places that Tom Brady was supposed to go or could have gone other than the Bucks? It's really wild to me, Amber, because it's funny that two years after the fact, all these stories start to surface about which teams were actually interested. And if you remember when Tom Brady became a free agent, the talk was, well, you're talking about a 42-year-old quarterback. He may not have a whole lot left in the tank. I don't know how much interest there is. And now, all of a sudden, after two years, he throws for 10,000 yards and 83 touchdowns. He won a Super Bowl in his first year. Now, word is getting out, well, I think we wanted Tom Brady, and this team wanted Tom Brady. And the Dolphins were tampering with him for about three to four years. All of that is revisionist history, in my opinion, because it seemed like at the time any team could have had Tom Brady. He chose to come to the Bucks because he looked at this team and felt like, okay, they were 7-9, and nine, but they were a good quarterback away from being a true contender, and everything fell you know, into place, and they won the Super Bowl. After that bye week, they didn't lose a game. But I just find it funny that all of a sudden now we're hearing stories about about four or five or six different teams wanted Tom Brady. That's just crazy to me. We wanted Tom Brady at USC to be our head coach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you did, Keith. <laughs> oh, it's, it's just wild. There are lots of rumors circulating uh, around Tom Brady, but that's what you get, right, when you're the greatest of all time. So that's what he brings to this team. Real quick here, Tom, on the way out, other than the O-line, because that's obvious with all the injuries, and you mentioned also Godwin coming back from injury too, what's the biggest concern surrounding this team when Tom Brady does get back under center for this team? I think it's just getting the chemistry down. And you're talking about the offensive line, which is really a big concern for me. With three new starters in the interior of that line, they need to get on the same page because Dallas is coming right around the corner and they've got a really tough first four games, as we know, at Dallas, at New Orleans, home for Green Bay, home for Kansas City. And I think this defense really needs to step forward and they're going to have to carry this Buccaneer team through the first half of the season until they can figure things out up front with their offensive line. they got to bring the guy in, by the way. And I would be shocked if they didn't bring in a veteran offensive lineman this week. They probably will do that. They did get their quarterback back. Tom, let us know that Tom Brady is back in the building. Tom Krasnicki, Ronnie, and T. Krast on WDAE in Tampa. Thanks so much for joining us, Tom. Thank you, guys. My pleasure. Thanks a lot.
Coming up next here on Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn's going to give us his biggest surprises of the preseason so far. You won't want to miss it. This is Keyshawn, J. Will and Max on the ESPN app. I ain't never seen somebody so tall in my life, man. Welcome to my draft. Oh, his hands is huge and thick and his was, oh, man. I'm staying thick all the time. Jeez. The physical description. <laughs> I don't like it. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will and Max live. Everywhere you are, download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio, everywhere you are. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What are your biggest surprises of the preseason? Take it away, Key. There's been a couple. When I look at teams, we talk about guys coming and going and key pieces being missing from certain lineups. When you see the Green Bay Packers, the big question in the offseason, how would they replace Devontae Adams? Well, here's a young man in Romeo Dobbs, which is a huge surprise, a fourth-round pick out of Nevada that they selected, and they made a decision that they're going to start him along with Jordan Love. Now, Jordan Love's the quarterback, not Aaron Rodgers, and if he can have six catches in limited play in 70 yards and two touchdowns with Jordan Love, imagine, just imagine what it would look like with Aaron Rodgers throwing him the football. Number two, the Kansas City Chiefs offense. Again, Tyreek Hill leaves. Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, their offense is going to be horrible. They're not going to be able to do anything. I can't believe this. Why would they get rid of Tyreek Hill? He's so explosive. All the offense has done since getting Rika Tyreek Hill in the preseason is show everybody why Patrick Mahomes is worth $500 million on his contract. He certainly has implemented these guys in the lineup spreading the ball to a number of wide receivers in the preseason. Will it carry over into the regular season? I do believe so. Number three, the New New York Damn Jets. They select the guy number two overall in Zach Wilson. Guess what? He's on the shelf again. They didn't envision this to happen. It just happened. Instead of going out of bounds, he stayed in bounds, made a move, and tweaked his knee. The same knee that he had problems with a season ago. They made a decision to get him rather than look at Justin Fields at the number two spot, Trey Lance at the number two spot, hell, Mac Jones at the number two spot. But they decided they were going with the guy who had the throw of the offseason, pro day. They made a decision based on that. That's what you get. Number four, the New Orleans Saints. The New Orleans Saints are not nearly getting the love that they're supposed to get from national media, <clears throat> people like Amber. But anyway, <laughs> when you talk about Jameis Winston, 5-2, and two, we discussed this on the show earlier. Here's a guy who, under Sean Payton, 
has continued to show growth. Whenever he's gotten underneath the center, everything felt good. In fact, a little birdie once told me two years ago when they acquired him, he had a better training camp than Drew Brees, but they were not going to replace Drew Brees at that particular moment in time. Number five, the Cincinnati Bengals. They're surprising me because they're not playing nearly, nearly the starters enough in my mind. I understand. You don't want to get Joe Burrow hurt. You don't want to lose T. Higgins. You don't want to lose Jamar Chase or Tyler Boyd or Joe Mixon or any of those guys. But they're supposed to play in the preseason. They are young. They need to experience and continue to grow, to feel the pain, to feel the grunt. That's the way I grew up in football. Our starters played. If you look around the league, Tom Brady has played in preseasons before after winning Super Bowls, not losing them. I just think the Cincinnati Bengals are doing themselves a disservice by not allowing these guys to just run up the miles in the preseason. And that is my five observations thus far. Harry, do you have a problem with any of those observations? No, I just want to comment on them. Uh, Romeo Dobbs, Green Bay Packers, I think this is going to be a phenomenal asset for for Aaron Rodgers to be able to thrive and help this pass game get going. I love what I've seen from him so far. Uh, he was able to take the criticism from his quarterback and go out there and, 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 and show that he can be valuable and show that he can be counted on. So I love that in, in, in that sense. You look at the Kansas City Chiefs. I told you, Amber, that these Chiefs, I am not worried about the Kansas City Chiefs as long as they have Patrick Mahomes as their quarterback. He's just going to diversify that football to any and everybody. And that source that said that Patrick Mahomes uh, loves to escape the pocket and all these scramble plays, well, what I've been seeing in preseason is those off-script plays turning into explosive and big plays for the Kansas City Chiefs. So Patrick Mahomes continue to be you. You, you, talk hear, about, that? you hear that, Amber? You talk about Zach Wilson? I, I, I'm, I'm hearing what Harry Douglas okay, is saying, by the way. But real quick here, Harry, because I know you and I have gone back and forth a whole lot on this Kansas City Chiefs team. I'm glad that the Kansas City Chiefs receivers look great against second and third team defenses. In wow! the- it's, it's, not, it's, not, it's not that, though. It's not that. It's the fact that they have Patrick Mahomes as their quarterback. I, don't even I have never who, questioned the greatness of Patrick Mahomes. All I'm saying is that Tyree Hill is a loss. You have Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback. That means you have a chance year in and year out, no matter who your receivers are. Because Patrick Mahomes is your quarterback, and he gives you the best chance and option to win, not only win, but to go far in the playoffs. Yeah, Miss Wilson. Except for that division is loaded. And I'm not saying I've never taken anything away from Mahomes. I'm not taking anything away from Andy Reid. But this idea that the Chiefs are better off without Tyreek Hill, I think, frankly, is such nonsense. Because all of a sudden now it's going to occur to Mahomes to spread the ball out to these receivers. None of these receivers individually are Tyreek Hill. So I have a hard time buying it. It has looked okay in the preseason so far, absent that injury to me, Cole Hardman. By the way, do you think, going back to your Green Bay comment here Uh, real quick, Harry, do you think that that was Aaron Rodgers when he made those comments, which obviously did work for Romeo Dobbs so Uh far, but when he made those comments, it almost felt like to me that he was defending Jordan Love more than anything else, like telling those receivers, hey, stop dropping the ball. You're making Jordan Love look bad, which kind of seems strange to me. We're not used to him defending or helping out Jordan Love. Well, he, he... He was defending Jordan Love, but he's also was trying to get these receivers up to speed because he knows that regular season is right around the corner, and he's going to have to count on these young guys to make plays. Let's be honest now. Randall Cobb, Sammy Watkins, those guys are getting older. You can't count on those guys the the entire year. You know what I mean? 
They he, those young guys are going to have to play. Kristen Watson, Romeo Dobbs, they're, Amari Rogers. They're going to have to be a big part offensively of what the Green Bay Packers want to do. So I had no problem with Aaron Rodgers actually doing that. And when you actually watch the film, that's why I tell so many people don't just look at the box score. It was exactly what Aaron Rodgers stated. The guys had to catch the ball. Now, granted, there are times where Jordan Love could have put the ball different places, but at the end of the day, catch the football. You can't have five and six drops in a, in a, in a preseason game and say, oh, my God, Jordan Love was horrible when two of them went for interceptions. You can't, and that certainly is a factor for this Green Bay team is trying to find some of these young guys to step up since, to Key's point, there are some vets on this team, to put it mildly. But Key, why the Saint, Why are the Saints supposed to have all sorts of respect? That was one of your observations. Like what We're talking about a, a team that Bart Scott has in the Super Bowl, right? That Joe Fortenbaugh on our airwaves has in the Super Bowl. What have the Saints done that requires me to give them that sort of overinflated respect right now? Well, I think you look at what they accomplished in the draft and free agency. You look at what they come, what they will become. Um, you scratch that. You look at what they're gaining back with Michael Thomas. That's that's essentially a high price free agent that they didn't have a year ago that they get back. Jameis Winston again. They get a guy back who's healthy who just started. You know, uh, drills again. We think he's going to be good, and their defense is solid and sound. They've given the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, might I point out, in the regular season, fits. Fits. So when you look at that, you say to yourself, well, Sean Payton isn't there. That's that's very true. That is so true. But the core of the team, the staff, is still intact. And when you have the core of your team and your staff still intact, that DNA still runs through the team. They didn't go out and acquire somebody that wasn't with the organization. They kept everything in-house. So they all know how to run the system the way it needs to be run. And that's why I look at it and say to myself, they were 5-2 and two prior to injury of Jameis Winston. Imagine if he would have stayed healthy all season long. What would the Saints have become? Maybe, or maybe the wheels would have fallen off and we would have seen <laughs> Jameis uh, start throwing more of those interceptions like we saw in Tampa. Harry, real quick one, I want to, uh, moving on to one of Key's other observations here in the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah. Are you surprised that they're not playing more starters here in the preseason? Yeah, I am. And I like Key's take on it because I understand they went to a Super Bowl last year, but if you have young players, uh, let's not have the Super Bowl hangover. They didn't win it. Like, go out there, even if it's one series, go out there and put one series on tape. Uh, I think that this offensive line, they, they brought a lot of key pieces in. Uh, granted, those guys have to be healthy for that to happen. Uh, but I think this offensive line, and we heard Chris Canty when he came on recently just say, it's that group It has to be chemistry. It has to be continuity. They have to be in unison with one another. They have to be on the same page. And the only way you can do that offensive line-wise is if everyone is out there actually doing that. Now, when I look at this team, and Joe Burrow being hurt, have his, um, I think it, what he had his appendix taken out. Yeah. I think that's yeah. they're kind of looking at, well, if Joe's not out there, these other guys shouldn't be out there. I don't think it should be uh, viewed as, like that at all. Man, but, I played with third team. That's, that's what I'm saying. I, I, 
I remember the only thing man. Is, guys, I, I feel like the, the whole reason that the Bengals were in the Super Bowl last year or a large part of the reason was because they were one of the very healthiest teams in the NFL at that time during a difficult postseason where a lot of people were dealing with COVID-19 ramifications as well. So I think that their okay, health so is Amber, paramount to their success, which you can say about any Amber, team, but particularly that one. With that being said, though, didn't they play in the preseason last year? They did, but you're okay, talking so about a very what, different what, what, preseason pre- in terms of expectations. Play, play and Burrow in coming back again. from you're talking about Burrow also coming back from catastrophic injury. Now you've man, seen that Tom man Brady. Tom Brady. I'm just going to point to that since everybody always like to you know yeast up Tom Brady and put him at the top of everything. Tom Brady played in about 19 damn straight preseason seasons when he was with the New England Patriots. I mean, like, and played well into second halves of preseasons. And I don't want to get into the, well, it's different now. The times have changed. No, it hasn't. No, it hasn't. Just because Sean McVay decides he's not going to play his players don't mean your players don't need it. Well, Sean McVay's player also uh, might have uh, an issue there with a chronic injury that they need to protect. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Max on ESPN Radio. Coming up next, Dana White, speaking of Tom Brady, says that he helped broker a deal for Tom Brady to play for the Las Vegas Raiders along with Gronk, but it's John Gruden who nixed it. We will get into that. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Wait until you hear what one of our insiders says about a two-time all-star looking for a Supermax. You guys already have a Supermax. Here I am. Huh? No good? From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C, ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. Amber Wilson and Harry Douglas filling in for the guys alongside Keyshawn Johnson. Key, how do you think it's going? Keyshawn Johnson, how do I think what's going? The show. How do you feel about today? Mm. Tell me your innermost thoughts and feelings. We should do another four hours because the first three and a half hours didn't go so well. Let's just do another four, clean it up a little bit, then we can just go. Spoken like a true football player. Let's just get back out there. We'll do more. I don't know no, if it works like fun. that when, with talk radio because, I mean, I think we'll all lose our voices no, at, if we at, do at, it eight ESP, hours straight. At, at ESPN, they, huh, yeah, they'll use your voice. 
a thousand times over if you let them. That's true. Keyshawn Johnson's voice a little bit more than Amber Wilson's right now, but don't worry. They've used mine plenty, and I appreciate it. I appreciate every ounce of usage that my voice gets here on ESPN Radio. Is Harry still with us, or did he bounce for this extra content here? Yeah, he might have left. He, ba- right? he left. He bounced. Listen, no, Harry right Douglas, here. he's a big timer. He bounced. Who you been hanging around? He's got things to do, Amber, apparently. Harry's, Harry's Amber, been here the whole time. A- Amber, who you been hanging around? He bounced. <laughs> Think about what you just – you're a lawyer. Key. Think about what Get you just Get out of here, Key. Listen, Keyshawn, here's me, the me thing. And, me, and, me and Harry rubbing off on you now. No, here's the thing, Key. Well, first of all, don't don't worry about who, who I've hung out with. But also – No, I'm not hung out with like that. <laughs> I'm just saying. But also, Keyshawn, here's the, the thing English, about me. Though. One of the things that I think that I can do, or I hope that I can accomplish, is wearing many different hats, right? So I am a lawyer, and I can sound like one and incredibly professional, but not all the time, because I need fun for anything. I like it. I like it, Amber. I like when you say he bounced. I like that. But he bounced? That sounds like something me and Harry was he bounced. Like, wait a minute. Your Harry parents didn't put you through that good school for you to be talking about no he-bounce? <laughs> <laughs> That's good school. I didn't, I, mean, I, I didn't go to Harvard. I went to University of Florida and University of Miami. Yeah, but that, those are good schools. They are good schools. Yeah, and your parents didn't put you through. You can go to a good school and still have a little fun. You can button your it up parents. or button it down, Keyshawn Johnson, just like you. It's nothing no, wrong with it, but, Amber. I but, like but, I, see, I enjoyed it. Amber's doing a good job. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> There are a certain section of people in the world <laughs> that would not appreciate saying. her saying he bounced. He bounced? Yeah, that's what you said. Is that you true? Me, I'll, I'll have him run it back for you where you can hear he bounced. Really? <laughs> I was like. I feel like bounced is such a common. I really no, genuinely no, 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 feel no. like that's like common vernacular. He bounced. He bounced is not. That ain't. What, what does he bounce? That ain't even English. He bounced. I mean, I left. No, you didn't say he bounced. You say he bounced. Just like that. But you've been hanging me and Harry rubbing off on you. Listen to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max live everywhere you are. Download the ESPN app. Tap the More tab on the bottom right. Scroll down and tap Live Radio. ESPN Radio. Everywhere you are. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com i gotta tell you guys listening back to the rejoin because the second one i did on purpose the first one it wasn't as egregious as you guys made it sound that case on i enjoyed so egregious. Yeah, it was barely think- there it was like a, it was half key half k it wasn't so bad it was egregious. 
Jay Will and Max here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. I'm Listen to saying, KJM no, no, no. on your smart speaker. All you say is play ESPN Radio. What are you saying? I don't know what part of the country you're originally from. Florida. But sometimes, you know, the words get crossed. And, words get crossed yeah. sometimes when you are having people speak in your ear. But I still don't think it sounded as Ooh, bad you as you guys had made it sound like here on Keyshawn. J. Will and Max. Dana White, though, he's been out there saying things. Uh, and I don't know if he's just saying things, guys, or if he's saying things of significance here. But apparently, Dana White has said that he helped broker a deal for Tom Brady to play with the Las Vegas Raiders back in 2020. Also, Rob Gronkowski. They were both supposed to go to the Raiders back in 2020. But John Gruden nixed the deal apparently Gruden not interested in having Tom Brady at the helm at that point are you surprised by this key um I mean I don't I mean the the fact that they say he nixed it it's probably because he wasn't interested in it um some people look for whatever it's worth some people regardless to what we may feel about Tom Brady as the greatest quarterback and you can win and da 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 Maybe John Gruden and the Oakland Raiders, Oakland Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders didn't believe that he was the guy that could get them to where they needed to be. I know it sounds weird considering he went to win a Super Bowl in Tampa, but the circumstances in Tampa was different than the circumstances in Las Vegas. The Tampa Bay team had players and playmakers around them. The only thing that they decided to do was move the quarterback of Jameis Winston out, bring Tom Brady in, along with Leonard Fournette, Gronkowski, Antonio Brown. They drafted some players in the secondary. I mean, it was a different team than the Jameis Winston team where the Raiders didn't have nothing. Like, the Raiders didn't, didn't have anything. So why would why would Tom Brady even want to go there? And I understand Dana White said he brokered it, but who did you broker it with, Amber? Don't you have to broker it with with John Gruden and my and Mark Davis to get them to sign off on it? Right. That's what's kind of weird about this, Harry, is this story. Like, he brokered a deal, except for it seems like the Raiders weren't in on this deal. So then you're not actually brokering any sort of deal. Maybe you had a conversation with Gronk about him and Tom Brady going to the Raiders, but that seems like maybe the extent of it, because this sound was coming out of from Dana White, was coming out of UFC 278 with the Gronks. So this was a conversation with Rob Gronkowski. Let's go ahead and hear him explain it. Here was Dana White, UFC's president. I worked to put that deal together for Brady and Gronk to come to the Raiders. And it was almost a done deal. And at the last minute, Gruden blew the deal up and said that he didn't want him. And Whoa. all hell broke loose, man. It was crazy. And, and, and Brady was already looking at houses, and it wasn't being said yet that Gronk was coming. So Las Vegas would have had Brady and Gronk. So, I mean, Harry, he says it was a done deal until the last second. So it sounds like maybe at one point Gruden was in on it, and then at the last second had a change of heart. Yeah, I got to back up, though, because, you know, me and Key might argue on this. Because I didn't get a chance earlier when you said it, Key, because you said because Tom Brady goes to the Las Vegas Raiders, he probably wouldn't have been able to have them as a contender. I didn't believe that when you said it. But and, and then, but, and then, But then you just said they didn't have anybody. Yes, they did have pe- people. On the, they had Darren Waller. They had Hunter Renfro. 
They had Henry Ruggs. They had Josh Jacobs. They had Brian Edwards. They had Zay Jones. They had Foster Moreau. And not to mention Gronkowski would have came as well. Hold hold on, Captain. You just gave me a bunch of nothings except Darren Waller. What you mean a bunch of nothings? Hunter Riffo went for 1,000 yards last year. Last year? I'm talking about his rookie season. think about that. If oh, you no. have a I Tom can't do, Brady, no. I can't do that. Come to the team as well. What no, do you I ain't gonna do that. You have I ain't gonna to. do that. Henry, Ru- Henry Ruggs caught five passes his, his freshman, his rookie year. Yeah, but Come Tom on, Brady man, wasn't throwing to him. No, yeah, stop, the potential bro. was there, is what Harry yeah, was saying. When you look at the names on that team and you know what they resulted, would have did nothing with that Raiders roster. Nothing. That defense is horrible. And more players would have wanted to come and play with them in Las Vegas. The offensive line was atrocious. The defense was garbage. The secondary was just just nasty. Just nasty. Key, if, if that team was as bad as you're making it seem, though, why on earth would Tom Brady have wanted to go there? Because let's be real, he went to a team that he obviously saw as a team who could be a contender the second he joined the team. He ends up being right. He wins a Super Bowl in Tampa. It seems like he was only interested in going to places that he could win. Well, who said that he was interested in going to the Raiders other than <laughs> Dana White? I ain't never heard Tom Brady. Well, I mean, Dana White just said he was Raiders. looking for houses. Listen, Tom Brady never yeah, said yeah, okay, he right, well, Dolphins either. Well, we guess what? Kevin Durant got a house out here in, in Malibu and in one in, in Hidden Hills. That don't mean he's trying to go to the damn Lakers. But, Harry, with the Dolphins' angle of the story, it was because apparently he was going to be a player owner was the concept behind it, right? So it wasn't just that he was going to go to the Dolphins because he thinks he could win Super Bowls there. Yeah, that, wasn't, that team wasn't if, good, if man. If Tom Brady, if Tom Brady not good. is on your team, you have a chance. No, man, not, not with chance, no de- have- Look, man, not with no depleted roster, especially with no damn John Gruden as a coach. That wasn't going to happen. But John Gruden was the one who didn't want him. That's what I find so remarkable about this story. Well, I don't think he wanted John Gruden either. I don't think Tom Brady was going. If so, Tom so Brady couldn't stand Bill believe, Belichick, trust me. If he couldn't me. stand Bill Belichick, Lord knows what him and Gruden. Oh, no. Well, next so, moment. so that leads me to believe at some point that Gruden would have been out of there if Tom Brady would have been there. Regardless. Well, maybe that's why Gruden nixed the whole thing. No, Gruden had just got there. He, why would he be gone? He only had been there like a year or two. Well, we just saw Tom Brady potentially uh, make a head coaching change in Tampa. Tom Brady can bring that kind of power. He didn't make Brady. no head. Potentially, oh my God, I you said guys potentially, have been in the allegedly, media too long. a team that Tom Brady's not on don't have a chance to win a championship is insane. No, not the Raiders. I don't give a damn how much you love him. And not the Raiders. That wasn't going to happen. Well, you got to start reading the tea leaves. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Media. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2.